0: This is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 117 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm just calling this episode the activism blizzard fallout, uh, because like I said last episode, uh, when I recorded it with Avin, when we talked about the lawsuit, a lot have changed, but before that, I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamewithgrief.com Monday morning at 7am, uh, go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show, Or you can go to uh, Apple iTunes uh, or the Apple Podcast app uh, or the Google Play Store. Subscribe to the podcast there. Or you can find me uh, on Twitter at Just Little Joe. And you can also write me an email directly at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Go there. uh, Let me know what you think of the show or if you want me to read something over there. I will. If not, I will not. So, yeah, I mean... I had this episode for idea, obviously, for a while um, because I wanted to do some kind of follow up uh, after we just basically reported the news. Avon and I do that on our other podcast called Degree for Politics. I've always wanted to have, well, not always, but I've wanted to have Avon on the podcast recently. And, uh, you know, this was a good excuse, something to mix kind of micro politics to, you know, our kind of uh, take on what is happening with the Activision Blizzard lawsuit. Uh, we kind of did it, like I said before, right as it was coming out, right as it was being reported. So a lot of the things, uh, were kind of breaking and it was all new information, but basically I'll give you a quick recap. I'm not going to read any articles. You can go online. Uh, there's a lot of people writing about this still Bloomberg a few days ago published a story by Jason Schreier. He, He said that he talked to, I believe as many as 50 former employees, to kind of talk about this atmosphere that Blizzard have created. Um, There's also uh, the biggest news uh, that came out is the fact that J. Allen Brack, who we mentioned in the last episode, is no longer the president of Activision Blizzard. He has stepped down. Um, I don't know where he's going. I don't really care. Uh, Also, the head of HR uh, during this time, uh, who still works in the company, is part of HR. Um, I don't know his name. I don't really want to look it up. I don't care. But I do know the head of HR stepped down. And uh, this is kind of where the point of the podcast is getting to because the idea that um, what to do, right? I've, I've uh, you know, obviously reading these stories from people is incredibly heart-wrenching what people had to go through to just make a game, something that's supposed to be entertaining and fun, and also make us reflect on things. Uh, I, sometimes games do that, uh, you know what people had to go through to get to that point, uh, is kind of ridiculous. And there's been a lot of talk online about boycotting Blizzard. Uh, many streamers I've seen that make money off of, um, you know, they only stream World of Warcraft. They have decided to quit. Um, Preacher is one of them on, uh, I think that's his name. I saw some videos. There's also a couple reporters, um, not reporters, but uh, I mentioned last episode that, um, Justin Oliveri, I hope I said his name right, from the Massively Overpowered podcast. Uh, He's a columnist there as well. They have a website. They talk about MMO news. He stopped writing his column on WoW Classic because he just didn't want to support Blizzard anymore. Um, I've seen takes on the other side with Alana Pierce, who used to be of IGN. Uh, She now is a game developer. She works for Sony Santa Monica, I believe, working on God of War. And she released kind of a video op-ed uh, it was about 15 or 18 minutes long, somewhere around there, like 16 minutes. Anyway, about please do not boycott Activision Blizzard. Uh, she showed some tweets from some employees that said, if you uh, um, boycott the company, uh, you know, the stock price goes down, and they will not give us our bonuses because we didn't meet a certain financial threshold. And uh, this is kind of like the jumping off point for my perspective. Um I think a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, Blizzard laid off several employees. Um, I want to say it was a few hundred. I'm not sure the total number, but it was um, pretty bad. What happened was those people got laid off, and Bobby Kotick, who is the CEO, got a bonus, uh, and stock prices went up. Uh, So a lot of people were out of a job. So what it seems to me, and generally in gaming, um, you you hear all the time about, ah, this game really didn't sell that well, so we had to lay the team off or like move them internally in the company. We broke in that division apart, and now these people do support for other studios, and the other people we just let go. And it seems like my whole life, uh, you know, well, my recent life, I'll say, trying to d- dig deeper and learn more about games. Um, it is amazing to me that. The mistakes of management, not amazing. I mean, I work for a living. Uh, I'm not stupid. But it does. It, it seems like we're in a strange hostage situation with Blizzard because basically they're holding the employees word, saying, I mean, yeah, you could boycott us. We could just fire these people, though, or just not give them bonuses. There was a story about a year ago coming out of Gearbox. They make Borderlands. They basically, uh, it seemed like reading from the article, again, this is more of a reaction. This is more anecdotal, but there's a real article that got published. I am not really like making any of this up, but there was an article published saying that it was basically a, a handshake agreement where if Borderlands 3 made enough money, they were going to give employees a bonus, and they kind of just decided, even though Borderlands 3 reported to make a lot of money for Gearbox and the CEOs and the people that have stock options, um, they just said, well, sorry, we can't give you guys your bonuses. Uh, it just didn't really make the threshold we needed to make. Uh, meanwhile, you know, the CEO, Randy Pitchford, or the owner, I think he's a co founder, he got a bonus. Uh, he's doing pretty well for himself, apparently. Um, so here's the deal I like Alana Pierce. I, uh, you know, it, it's amazing to see her go from someone that I enjoyed listening to on uh, various shows on IGN. Uh, you know, she was on. Um, uh, unlocked. She was on uh, Beyond. She was on, I think, I don't know if Gamescoop or not, but she was on a lot of their shows talking about games. She definitely has a passion for games. It's amazing. I respect her a lot. Now that she's a developer, it's it's crazy to see people do that, like start out in one, you know, covering something and then going on to make it. That's really great. She has her own podcast called Play, Watch, Listen, I believe, with um, Troy Baker, who's a renowned voice actor, he was in The Last of Us. He was in um, Infamous, um, the Infamous game for PS4, The Second Son. Uh, t- way more stuff to mention. He was the new Batman in the Telltale series, uh, or he, yeah, he, he did Batman, um, or did he, he did Joker, I believe. Anyway, uh, Mike Bithel, who's an independent game developer, and um, <laughs> I really feel bad. There's another person on the podcast that is a composer. Um, that I should know his name, but I do not. I'm a bad person. Um, but he—he's a good composer. I've heard his stuff. Uh, he worked on Pathless, I believe. And um, anyway, I respect her opinion, but I disagree with her because it seems like it doesn't matter what I do. Uh, the employees are going to suffer either way. Right now, they don't have collective bargaining agreements. They cannot sit at the table. Um, I'm trying to get in the union, but uh, I have a few friends that are unionized. And the way uh, they talk about unions is, listen, it doesn't solve everything, but it allows us to have a voice when we didn't before. Uh, because you know, I don't know if you guys know how these company works, but a lot of people from Activision Blizzard, Blizzard especially, have stepped forward to say, listen, there is art, like forced arbitration and NDA agreements. So basically, if you, have, it sounds like if it's a bad enough problem with somebody, you can't talk about it because you signed a non-disclosure agreement, and on top of it. There's arbitration, meaning you sit in a room, hopefully with lawyers. I don't know if you're allowed to get a lawyer in these. I've heard some reports that they're not allowed to have a lawyer. And they basically, it sounds like arbitrate money. So they cut you a check. Yes, you were sexually harassed. Here's a money payment. It happened at Fox News with Bill O'Reilly. Nobody really knows how much he paid. A lot of women came forward when he did this. But Riot Games went through the same thing. And one of the things when the people of Riot Games who make League of Legends, when those people walked out, uh, they said, we want the end of forced arbitration. We want to be able to have a seat at the table. So my question is is, is for... Uh, I, my question for this is like, one, uh, strangely enough, like a year ago, Amazon also had the ability to unionize, and they did not. So my question is, unions aren't infallible, and they do not solve everything, but they help. So my point is, why not help? Uh, because this leads to Alana's uh, thesis. I know I'm picking on her a lot, but I've also seen this around the web. You know, she did a she did a web like a video thing. So it was it it really it's strange. So like, if I give Activision Blizzard the money, uh, people say like you know there's a lot of people in the company that are doing good, and I believe that there is people that want to do a good job and show up and make amazing games. Uh, you know, if I stop supporting the whole company, I'm not supporting that. Uh, But my thing is like, I'm kind of damned if I do and damned if I don't, I am in a hostage situation, you're holding the employees. uh, And this is just the evidence I've seen presented to me when these things happen. If the games uh, game or games don't sell well, you lay the employees off management gets a bonus, right? So uh, it doesn't matter if I boycott them because what's going to happen is if I keep paying into it, their stock price goes up and it kind of makes it from a PR beat to me sound like everything is blown over. So, oh, well, stocks are up. Um, you know, nothing else bad happened. We just need to be really quiet. You know, maybe we'll let a couple more people go and, and, and we're going to get another. Now, I'm, I'm thinking like a PR person. Of course, there's going to be another beat when this actually goes to court because one of the things I said in the last episode, the state of California requested a trial by jury. So they're not going to try to settle. So you're going to get another PR beat when the trial starts, and you're going to ramp back up. But until then, if you, know, you don't know which way it's going to shake out because people are going to be reading testimonies. I'm sure some of this is going to be Zoomed. Or something like that. I don't know if people are gonna go in person. Seems like a lot of things resumed nowadays. I don't know how this is all gonna work out in the COVID world, but you're gonna get a lot of PR beats when this happens. Now, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not trying to sound callous. What I'm saying is, from Activision's Blizzard's perspective, I can see right now what they're doing is we need to stay as quiet as possible, we need to shut our traps, and we need to just try to make sure the employees go back to work because they've walked out. And they they, they walked out for a few hours. Um, And they've announced that they're not done. So I don't know what that means. Um, I hope they're talking to unionization reps. There is the Game Workers Unite, which I went on their website. You can try to get a hold of them and be an activist through them. I wanted to donate to them, but I did not find a donation uh, tab on their page. Everything was kind of locked out. They didn't really want any new members. So that's something I definitely have to look into. That would be an organization that I would give money to. So um, I... Think again, you're in a difficult position. Um, I again, this is just me. Uh, A lot of people have different things. Um, I know that, uh, I uh, haven't really seen a Blizzard game in a long time that has talked to me. I just haven't seen anything, uh, nothing that they make anymore speaks to me. So I'm not really supporting them. But, um, you know, I've already canceled my subscription to World of Warcraft. I talked about that in the last episode. That it wasn't, it was also the political things that happened, the idea that, um, You know, they they treated the uh, Blitzchung, the player from Hong Kong, terribly. Uh, They are partially owned by Tencent, I believe, uh, Blizzard, uh, or at least there's a Chinese wing of Activision Blizzard. And they kind of really clamped down and made sure that people wouldn't speak. Uh, I think that was abhorrent what they did. Uh, No matter what I think about China or anything, if someone just says, uh, you know, freedom, we want democracy, to me that's an amazing message, and I don't think corporations should clamp down on that. So at that point, I canceled my subscription to World of Warcraft Classic. But like I said in the last episode, it also wasn't so much about the political message, which it was, but it was also the fact that I had played World of Warcraft back in the day. Classic was a nice nostalgic trip, but there is this weight to logging in again and grinding things out. And grinding levels and trying to grant, grind rep and doing raids and all that stuff just seemed like I have been here and done all of this before. Like I didn't do much raiding, but like it just seemed so like it, it's almost like breaking up with somebody and then trying to make it work and getting back together. And then a few weeks kind of realizing like, yeah, there's a reason why we broke up and this didn't really work out. So I'm just going to, you know, I hope you have a good day and, you know, walk your own way. But but back, back to my point. I am just going to try to give more money to Game Workers Unite. Um, Ubisoft is still having problems. I still do play Ubisoft games. Uh, The employees actually, some of them, signed a letter in solidarity with Blizzard Activision and said, you know, we want a collective seat at the table, which I thought is an amazing uh, thing for a game developer to say. I hope Blizzard is doing this right now. I don't know what it would entail for them actually to do that. I don't understand the process for once you say, yes, we want to be unionized, and they vote on it, How that like rolls into an actual job? How does your employer uh, work with a union? Uh, Jeff Strain, another story that came out, who was at Activision Blizzard, I think in the mid 2000s, he is the uh, CEO of um, Undead Labs now. And he said, You know, we have a small company here, but I support my employees coming forward and uh, unionizing, I think that would be powerful and we need more developers like that to say, do it just do it um, again, everybody has to make up their own mind but for me, I'm just not going to purchase Activision Blizzard stuff, and I, if I am going to spend money on them, I think that if I buy a game that I see that I was like, yeah, this is great I know Diablo 4 is coming out uh, there's just something about Diablo that hasn't spoken to me in a while um, I might purchase Diablo 4 If I do, I will probably also give that money to like the equal amount of money. If if, um, I'm imagining Blizzard or Diablo 4 is going to be $60, if it is, I'll buy it. And then I will give that equal amount of money to a game unionization uh, like Game Workers Unite. There's a few others. I'll look online. Uh, Because, you know, they need money to travel places and talk to people about unions. So that's what I'm going to do. I mentioned a little bit, but JK Rowling has said some terrible things about trans people. And, um, you know, I if, you know, a lot of people in the Harry Potter community don't really know what to do about this, um, I think, uh, you know, everybody deserves to be happy. I don't, I mean, being a, an older white guy, um, I don't understand everything about the trans movement, but it's not about me. It's about people, it's about people being happy and people, um, you know, being themselves. And that's important. And I see that. So, uh, you know, J.K. Rowling can say really bad terrible things about trans people but i do want to play the new harry potter game that comes out so what am i going to do well there's something called the trevor projects that gives money for uh you know events for trans rights so i can give that same amount of money to uh the trevor project and i can give money to the developers of um you know the new harry potter game i want to do both so that, to me, is a way to say, yes, I'm supporting the developers, but I'm also saying to you, yes, I think it's important to unionize and also trans people have rights because, you know, they do. Trans people are people. Uh, everybody has rights. Um, so I, uh, I think that's kind of where I stand. It's it just the idea of, like, well, you, you know, you, you can't do anything. So, eh, you know, um, but, again, that's her opinion. She's not, um, you know, like, forcefully telling people, And again, to the employees of Blizzard, listen, I don't want to sound callous, but this situation has been created by the company. And again, I understand what it's like. I don't work in game development, but I understand what it's like when your boss makes kind of strange demands and you have no control over it because I work in a non-union factory. So you're told all the time, this is what's going to happen and you're going to deal with it. And part of me right now is trying to be more creative. I'm trying to focus more on this podcast. I'm trying to write more fiction. I care about that. I have, um, you know, I have the um, the possibility to speak to an uh, an editor and have my stuff in front of the editor. I'm actively trying to write and get that stuff, um, you know, in a polished state so I can show it to an editor and I can change my life because I want to have say over my own life and I want to have say. I, I don't want someone telling me something uh, that I think is unreasonable, and I hope that um, you know, Activision Blizzard would do the same. That, that woman tweeting out, hey, listen, they're not going to give me my bonus if you guys boycott them. Now, again, I'm being very general, but I think there is this sentiment that either way, the hammer falls on the employee. You know, either way, uh, you know, it's it's basically an agreement right now. It's a handshake. Like with the Borderlands situation, it's a handshake that they get a bonus. And we got to perform well. Well, who decides if they perform well or not? You know, this happened in my company. It wasn't game-related again, but, like, we're all working really hard to produce the numbers that our company wants in the factory. And at the end of the year, we still don't get a raise because they just decide, well, it's been a rough year. Even though we had tons of orders, we were very busy all year. Uh, some of that was COVID-related, but it's the idea that, like, what do we do? We're powerless. You know, with the union, you would have the power to say, no, no, you signed on the dotted line. You made this agreement. You have to pay them, you know? Uh, Because then you can do stuff like really affect their bottom line and have an extended walkout, which several people have done. Uh, Again, Riot Games did it uh, that I understand that lasted for several days. Uh, Blizzard did it for a few hours, I think um, a few weeks ago. I hope they continue to do that. I hope it is a thing. Maybe it is. Every day they're walking out for half a day. Because to me, if nothing is happening and you're not producing the way your company wants, you can really show them we have the power. You don't have the power. What happened is completely terrible. Uh, you know, allegedly someone committed suicide because of what happened. Uh, People are people aren't working. Like we're wasting so much time trying to dodge these incredibly bad people that work for us that we can't get anything done. So you know what, right now, you guys are going to understand that we have power. So with that power, uh, we're going to unionize and you're not going to tell us when we can work and all this kind of stuff and under what conditions we're going to dictate to you we're producing these games for you and making your stock price as much as it is but Bobby Kotick, and this is what needs to happen. So, again... I, it was Alana's um, and other people I've read again it, it is complex you have to make up your own mind but this is the way I feel about it I'm not going to purchase a Blizzard game because again I haven't seen anything that speaks to me if I do decide to purchase one I will give that same amount of money to a charity there is some charities that Activision Blizzard are um, wanting people to donate to like Black Girls Code um, some other coding things you can follow them I think it's called if you go on Twitter and go to the Activision Blizzard walkout I think they call it Actee, Walkout, hashtag, go there. And there's a lot of charities that they've listed to help out with stuff. So that's kind of where I am. I am boycotting them uh, right now just through the fact that they're not making anything that's interesting, but also talking about these things, people coming forward. Thank you to everybody uh, in the news that got these reports, the people that came forward. Thank you so much. And I think we still need to talk about stuff like this because – You know, it is a silent thing where, uh, like Jason Schreier just pointed out in his article that, um, yeah, it was kind of an open secret. People kind of knew what was going on, but no one really talked about it. And with NDAs and forced arbitration, that's pretty easy. But if you have a union rep, uh, and again, this is anecdotal, but a friend of mine is in the Teamsters union, they had a problem with something at work and he was able to talk to his rep and his rep was able to get involved and talk to his employer, which is something that Uh, you know, video game people don't have. Now, again, I'm not saying being a union will solve everything or that it's perfect, or that it's easy to unionize. But I think we need to do that, or at least game developers need to do that to, um, you know, have a voice. And I think that's what's important. So yeah, I mean, this is a pretty impassioned episode. But I think uh, that's kind of where I stand. If I decide to buy a blizzard product or a Ubisoft product or um you know a wb product because of what happened at the developer for the new harry potter i think it's called hogwarts unite i think it's the game um yeah i'm just gonna try to give to a charity so uh you know the bad people could win but hopefully the charity wins a little bit more or you know people that are trying to make uh life better and i've said it before um i've been thinking about this a lot or thinking about it at least um I did the episode with my father and like redoing his eulogy, you know, spiritual perfection instead of, or spiritual progress instead of spiritual perfection. Progress to be a good person is more important than perfection. And, you know, if we're not doing that, you know, what the fuck are we doing? You know, if we're not going to try to be better people and try to uh, be kind to one another, uh, life sucks, you know, um, certainly this whole podcast is about it. Life sucks. Life sucks. Um, sometimes days are hard, sometimes, uh, you know, everybody has bad days, everybody maybe doesn't get along with people, we have frustrations, but, like, just doing the one thing to, like, try to be a better person, you know? Um, right now, I'm really trying to work on listening, uh, I'm probably not doing that great at it, um, since I'm yelling into a mic by myself, but that's just one small thing that I've been trying to do, and really work on listening to people, uh, when they have issues, or they come to me and say, hey man, I'm really, I'm really in a bad way, you know? Um, it doesn't happen a lot, but I want to be that person that people listen to. You know, um, There's people in my life that are like that, not just my therapist, but my wife is like that. I have a few friends like that, but I want to be that. You know, I don't think I'm that good at it. But anyway, I could ramble on about listening for a long time, but uh, I want to remind you guys that uh, this podcast uh, will hit my website, www.gamewithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment or you can go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com, write me a line, let me know what you think of the show directly, or you can go to the Apple iTunes Store or the Apple uh, Podcast app uh, and subscribe to the podcast and listen to it there, leave me a comment, or uh, go to the Google Play Store and do that. And I'm not a Google user, so I don't really know what that entails, uh, you know, actually going to the Google Store, but yeah, do that. And you can find me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. So go there. Let me know what you think of the show. And I think that's it for this week, you guys. Stay safe. The world is a crazy place. Uh, There's viruses and fires. And people are just basically uh, in a bad mood. So, um, you know, try to be better. Uh, You know, we're in this together. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.